what up, what up? Happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday. Day, day. Yeah, I'm gonna start doing this. Is that the new intro? Yeah. I can't. I'm too lazy to like figure out how to do an echo, so I make the echo. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> what is going on, everyone? I'm Shadell, co host of Page on Simpsons. I am joined by my lovely wife, Lauren. And we are here. We are Should back. I echo? Or is that your thing? Uh, that's my thing. Don't try <laughs> okay. to steal it. That's what happens. Okay. That's what happens. I do something cool right, and you want to go and steal it. I'll have to it. come up with something. Or you can just be you and <laughs> stay in your lane. Wow. I can't do cool things. You're not a cool person. <gasps> Some people think I'm a cool person. They haven't met me yet. <laughs> so funny. Uh, oh man what is going on everyone um before we get into everything you know i'm gonna do a quick quick ad of our of ourselves which is i'm not rocking it right now uh during this episode but the last few episodes i was rocking um <laughs> our shirts that we created um that you can find in the link in the description on uh good feeling apparel on uh, on etsy i can't talk at all goddamn um well we created a lot of designs uh we kind of branched out a bit more and got a li- little bit more crazier with the with the wop stuff we just did a a shirt was uh it was what is it gobble me swallow me drip down the side of me yeah and uh that's like a little turkey, turkey. and it's kind of like thanksgiving related figured you know it's coming up <laughs> might as well put uh, something out there and um, apparently we're not the only one who did that yeah because then, then i saw someone favorite it and i looked at their favorites and they were always like, looks better though yeah well Yes. And then uh, <laughs> we did macaroni in a pot, and uh, we recently just did an order for someone with that shirt. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of good designs. So that's coming. the main, the main bread and butter right now. Those are the, the fun the stuff. It's <laughs> the fun stuff that's coming. I like it. So, I like when people order like the cool like limited time things because like yeah, probably by the end of this year we'll probably retire those or something. Probably after Christmas because after the knows? big boom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still working on fall ideas. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I'm, we're just cruising. Just cruising along. Um, all right, enough of an ad for ourselves. Um, I normally say this at the end of the podcast. Might as well say it at the beginning. Um, guys, if you guys want to, you know, have your input in the podcast, share your thoughts, questions, whatever, send us a voice message at anchor.fm. The link is in the description, and we will play it on the next episode. Uh, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts, feedback, you know, all that stuff. We would love to hear it. So, Send us a voice message. If you're shy, you don't want to do it, totally get it. That's me too. Uh, just go to the, the the email in the description, pagingthesimpsons at gmail.com. You can also send us you know, a text a message through that. Um, yeah, and we'll I'll read it out here or force Lauren to read it out here. You know, whichever one works. But yeah, outside of that, let's get into the, the news that's been popping off this past week. So... I want to talk about this this current beef with Joe Budden and Charlemagne. So, for you that don't know, and other people that don't know, Charlemagne recently launched, or not recently, but this past week, launched his uh, his podcast network called The Black Effect, where he's a 50-50 partner with iHeartMedia. Mm. Um, and that's cool. And, you know, it launched, with, I think, think, like 18 podcasts, all podcasts that were like... Mm-hmm. Now, we're already solidified in what they were doing, but it's more so just making community for black people he was trying to do, black uh, podcasters, um, which is cool. I get it. Cool. That's, that's great. Um, 
Now, the reason I want to talk about this, and I'm not sure how much you have to say on it, so we'll, we'll see how it goes, where, okay, Charlemagne puts out that news, and Joe's been kind of getting, like, smeared on um, this past probably two weeks now, where he's had, like, his past ex-girlfriends, uh, like, make claims that, like, he, w- that he assaulted them, um, uh, news come out by, like, his ex- well, what do you want to call it? his ex-fiance? I guess uh, with her, her best friend, like sharing out some other news that, like her, his fiance, ex-fiance trusted, and her best friend, and her best friend leaked it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he had a lot of things. Uh, the whole thing with dogs and him playing with dogs, balls, and all that stuff. What? Yeah, all, We're just gonna casually throw that in there. It's not. It's not true. Okay. at the end of the day it's not true it's the whole smear thing and people were saying like it's spotify that's doing it and like at the end of the day spotify doesn't care so that's not what spotify dog do what you gotta do like spotify's not like they're making money <laughs> they're not worried about what joe's doing so joe's see starting to think that charlemagne is the one that's doing this and they've kind of had like their like yin and yang like beefs or issues throughout the years so it's interesting and man so let me break this down for how i understood it after listening to joe's podcast this past weekend where Charlemagne seems to be that corporate guy the reason he probably got that deal with iheart media is because he's been working there for 10 years so he knows the people there right like you've been working there for a while the people already know you whatever they'll give you they'll cut it 50 50 um supposedly he was trying to get go to other places uh like spotify but spotify just laughed him off and were like no um so this is the best he could get and he was trying to get more money for this but couldn't make it happen um (laughs) so classify Charlemagne as the corporate guy it's how i saw this corporate guy working inside trying to work his way through all that stuff joe is sitting here and he's what i would like to call like the independent like freelancer like going to get work uh get paid for my value like all that stuff like not trying to like he made an example which i thought was really cool um joe rogan we talked about this you know months ago where he got like (laughs) 300 million and okay if joe rogan gets 300 million then who's like the podcaster below then you know joe budden's podcast should get you know 75 million um then you know whoever comes after uh horrible decisions should get you know maybe a hundred thousand like it should be like your value should be equated to something reasonable instead of them being like paying you pennies for for it's 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 pretty much following what the music industry is Mm -hmm. where it's like we need you to keep putting music out so we can get paid off you, mm-hmm. but we're not going to pay you your value and what you're bringing in. Um, and that's how Joe's trying to like get out of that system. So that's how he like, do you get, you follow one point down? Yeah. Okay. I know we've talked about this in the past about like more so in our work balances. Cause you're, you're the person that has their business independent all that stuff and i'm more the corporate person i'm trying to figure out how to like lean into this here after hearing that do you think there is any any wrong way to go about 
making money or, or uh, any wrong way of how Charlemagne and Joe Biden are, are, are proceeding with their business ventures. So you're talking like individually or like yeah, are we, individually. Are we talking about so, both of them? Yes. So okay. if you have the corporate guy sitting here, you know, has a good relationship with this with this company he's been working at. Mm-hmm. They strike a deal because he couldn't find anything else, which is fine. Okay. It's great. Works out for everyone he's with, all that stuff. Cool. And then you have someone else that's more like you, that's independent, and is looking for their, trying to get the value of what they're worth, knows what they're worth, and knows mm-hmm. how much money they can bring to the business, and is looking for mm-hmm. a fair, fair deal. I, Do you think that there's anyone in the wrong? Because I'll, I'll lead into that. It's really just yes or no, because I'll lead in after. But I want to get your thoughts. I mean... My first thought is to say not necessarily because people obviously go about things differently. And with Charlemagne, it sounds like it's a partnership type deal. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, it's different than an individual person running the show. But partnerships are still valid. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So, there's that. But then at the same time, the only part I'm questioning with and and I don't know you'll tell me where this is going but is is the fact that Charlemagne is doing it that way is that bringing down the value for the independent people That's one part of it you're, yeah that's one part of it cuz you're sitting here it's right because for example Joe has a whole thing of like he doesn't like to accept ads and sponsorships because that's like it you shouldn't be just getting like peanuts for you to to, to share you know mm-hmm. the sponsorship with your audience mm-hmm. um it's how he's looking at it like this needs to be like a, an actual like deal or, or collaboration you have with this other like mm-hmm. company um instead of just taking like ad money this almost reminds me of like a big business versus a small business yeah that's what it sounds like is like the way that like Charlemagne is going i mean clearly yes because iHeartRadio is a big business but mm-hmm. it's it's almost like if you have like for me if it's a sephora versus me and my makeup stuff mm-hmm. it's it's kind of and i get it because from that standpoint you know if a place like i don't know what sephora charges these days for makeup application but mm-hmm. ulta will charge like $50 for a makeup application. Mm-hmm. And I can't compete with that. I just can't. Because in, in a small business, mm-hmm. you know, the overhead is different and paying your artists or whatever your supplies are just, it's it's impossible. It's mm-hmm. You're not going to make money if you charge too little. But Ulta is over here being this big conglomerate that their main purpose is to like sell product. Mm-hmm. So for them, the service can be devalued. And so it kind of sounds similar That's to that. That's pretty much it. So I get, I can understand why that is frustrating because I've had that too, where, um, you know, every now and then someone will be like, oh no, it's fine. I found someone cheaper or I went to Ulta or, you know, those kind of things. And, because it's devaluing you right and it's irritating but also at the end of the day when you're in that position you have to keep reminding yourself that that's not your client anyway Mm 
Mm-hmm. That's the hard part is because you think you want everybody because you think you want all of the clients and the money and like the growth and like every you think at one point every everybody's going to make you grow mm-hmm. and go in the direction you want. But at the end of the day, if somebody doesn't value you in that way, mm-hmm. they were never yours to begin with. It's it was never going to be a good relationship. You probably wouldn't have vibed the same way. They probably would have thought that you were like overcharging and stealing from them and they wouldn't have seen the value in what you could provide mm-hmm. and etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's what i have to keep reminding myself of when places yeah, like that do it. that um yeah yeah i mean yeah so all right so cool so <laughs> i got it just in my have, world <laughs> so here you have Chobani doing his own thing and and people interpreting him his his issue with spotify as being like joe doing bad business Mm, um and charlamagne for example being like he doesn't know like you don't you don't get what you deserve you get what you negotiate is how charlamagne views it (sighs) (laughs) that's hard because it's kind of both there are times in business obviously you have to kind of maybe do stuff that you didn't necessarily think you would do or mm-hmm. accept work. So for example, good example with this is COVID kind of screwed up all of the wedding businesses. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, you know, for a beauty based business, I have a three person minimum that I go on location for within the state and five person out of state. Mm-hmm. Once COVID happened and we were starting to like do micro weddings and open up a little bit again, I created micro wedding packages and I had to be okay with just traveling anywhere in the state for one person Mm -hmm. and this pre-covid is something you would never do because if you sign up to travel for one person you then lost that 10 person wedding because you are already booked on that one person and you could have made so much more so it doesn't make sense in normal times but now because we're in micro wedding world you had to adapt and Mm -hmm. you had to say Work is better than no work at this point. So like at that point you had to negotiate and you had to be like, hey, it's not the norm. And it kind of stinks that I'm, you know, traveling an hour away for just one person. But I'd rather make this few hundred dollars today than zero because Mm -hmm. that is the world we currently live in. So you kind of have to. In that regards, like negotiation is a thing. And it's also a thing if you like are more product based and say you want to wholesale. Like, for example, I have the lipsticks and the lip glosses. If I ever want to wholesale those to like salons or something or Mm -hmm. spas, there's a negotiation process there of like, okay, like, let's talk about what's a price that seems fair so that you'll profit off of this and I will too. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that. Negotiation is a very real business thing. However... It kind of, I don't like the whole put down vibe of you're never going to get your values Mm -hmm. worth because that's also a lie. Um, When you're a newer business, sure, you have to figure out what that even means to you and what that is. And you kind of have to just start getting work and you, you build your way up. But once you start to become an established business like they both are, you can set ground rules. Like I had... We, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I had a client that was um, inquiring and they basically were saying, and, and it was for like a micro wedding package. So just bride only like going to them, all the stuff. And I was like, 
okay, so this is what we charge. And they came back and they said, well, this is what I can pay you. And it was a third of the price. And so I said, okay, like there's no way I can do that. Like I just, I just can't, that's not worth my time. My, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't say it to them, but I inherently know my value is so much more than that. Mm -hmm. So I basically ended it there and it was this weird, like back and forth, but I just knew at the end of the day, that person wasn't going to value what I could bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So then that was done. So it's, it's like, and you know what ended up happening? I ended up getting a booking for that same day someone who completely valued me and was and no questions asked and booked me they paid their retainer this like in like five seconds after i sent it like they were great okay so then that ends up happening so it is one of those where again it goes back to the whole business mindset of i just want everybody Mm -hmm. and i want all the clients but you can't be like that you have to wait for the ones that actually matter to you Mm -hmm. and yes they're out there so i don't know like that's i i just don't like the way he comes across like oh you'll never get your actual value that's false pretty much they're both so here's the thing they're both right and wrong that's what's happening here is if you want to be more corporate sure go more corporate i can't stop you but also if you want to be independent, like, don't tell me the way I'm doing it is wrong either. That's the that's the issue. And Joe's not sitting here saying what Charlemagne's doing is wrong. Like, go about what you're doing. That's cool. But Charlemagne continues to make these passive aggressive, like, comments or just like him and his uh, and Andrew Schultz on his podcast. Like, they'll, they'll say things. And it's like, just because you don't understand how they're maneuvering within, like, mm-hmm. their business and everything. Mm-hmm. How can you sit there and tell someone, yo, this person is like wild for asking two hundred million for for their podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like it's funny because uh, during the this past podcast, they were saying how Maul, one of their one of the co-hosts on there, he was like, um, we should think about going back to like one week, uh, one week pot, like one week an ep- <sighs> one episode a week. There we go. Okay. Um, but everyone else is like, I don't know about that. Because in the right. same sense of like, you know, Spotify being like, eh, not the greatest for them. It also helped them get further in their, oh, yeah. like where they need to. Because putting oh, yeah. out two podcasts a week, it 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 pretty much gave them like a, a shot up. Like, yeah. And now for well, the past two content, years. That's what happens. And for the last two years, you've been doing this for your audience. Like, forget the Spotify thing. You've been doing it. So it's like, uh, you're going to just stop now. Like, at least wait right. until, like, the new year and announce it right. you know, months in advance or something. Or you can but. slowly integrate it. You could go to, like, every other week and, like, you know, there's ways to do that. But, um, yeah. well, I find that interesting, too, because it, the other people who didn't want to do that also are probably thinking about hey we're we're talking all this game about our value if we start only doing one a week again it might look it might devalue us well some. that's exactly why I've, like joe and everyone else doesn't want so like, to move to that because they the see because it's like because again that's the value they bring exactly that's what, what podcast is doing two expect. a week we were doing two a week for right. at least 70 80 episodes it's a lot. It's a lot to constantly have a, a new topic and, to talk about. And that's just ours. Theirs are like three hour podcasts. Like, it's easier, but it's easier with like four or five people. Well, okay, outside. but dang. 
So <laughs> if it was just us going on for four or five, you guys would stop after the first hour. Like, I'm good. But it's very interesting because it, you know, even I've thought about that. Because, for example, I offer touch-up kits mm-hmm. to my brides. And that's something that I take pride in and that I have added value in my packages for and that not everybody does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've batted around the idea do I want to keep doing this? Do I want to change how I do it? Like, what what do I want to do in coming years of, like, that kind of thing? Especially now I have other team members and just kind of making sure everybody has the touch-up kits is becoming more of a stressful thing. However, you know, I go back to and I'm like, that's part of what adds the value to what I bring, though. That's part of the difference. That's part of what my brides come to expect. That's what they're going to remember. So it's also. like, right. So it's mm, so it's like, yeah, You it's, it's one of those where you can't just like pull the rug out from your clientele or your base or whoever once the, they see the value, <laughs> once they, you know, they understand it and they, they come to expect it now. Yeah. So... I don't know. I, you know, yeah. So I feel like they're both right and wrong at the end of this. I, I think it, I think what Charlemagne is doing is petty. I find that funny because women are always called petty. And I'm like, if he's just doing these little digs and whatever, come on. Like, uh-huh. be happy about what you got and what you got going on and your future and all this stuff. But you don't have to put people down in the process it's similar to the philosophy of um the small business culture is a lot of people put down nine to fives Mm -hmm. and people with nine to five jobs and for a while i was not completely that way but i was sort of that way where i was like oh you need to do like what you love and like this that and the other and it's it comes I feel like it comes from a wholesome place because we just always see the good in people and what they can achieve and that they can like getting up on Mondays and like things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I now I'm just like, do what you got to do and what you need to do, what you want to do, because it's the same in reverse where if someone was trying to preach to me that I needed to get a nine to five because, oh, that small business thing is not going to work out. Mm -hmm. Like what? And they'll have their, their list of things too. I would hate that. I would hate if someone was trying to rope me into that. So, and it's this thing where I don't know, like it's again, there, there's several right ways to live. Mm -hmm. Um, so they can both kind of do their own thing. It's not wrong. The only wrong part is it does kind of stink when the big guys devalue the little guys. Mm-hmm. That's the part that kind of that stinks. And that's that's just capitalism. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's this country yep. as a whole. But yeah. Yeah. That's so. good. I, I didn't expect that to go far, but yeah. Yeah. Neither did I, but hey, I just kind of spun it as my own life so it, but, makes, uh, it makes a lot of sense yeah i'm kind of curious now <clears throat> now Charlemagne won't their podcast doesn't come out till thursday of this week um so i'm kind of curious to know how they respond um after that <clears throat> like and and joe was making like throwing like little shots because it's like if you're sitting here you're like like pretty much running a smear campaign against me mm-hmm. then he made like a little comment where it's like, I'll go right down to South Carolina and hang out with this uh, 
this girl that you're trying to like get on your podcast network and everything and i'm just like oh boy and i'm not sure who he was referencing <laughs> but he was gonna play a dirty game and rory was like uh don't you don't have to do it like like ugh. that's the thing too at the end of the day these are two businessmen uh, there's a lot of dirty ways to do business i don't condone that i'm one of those maybe i'm too small and naive still but i i would like to think that i can always conduct my business in a wholesome way that i don't have to like do someone dirty or pull them out from the rug or like whatever um to succeed and but there's a lot of ways that yeah if you kind of rub someone the wrong way if if you're doing that to another smart businessman who also has connections etc like don't think you're uh not going to get it back yeah I, you know i just and also the whole smear campaign thing as a whole come on grow up just because well, he's trying to like yeah you know see his value and do business well, it's, his so way so it's alleged no one knows but it's like uh, joe joe seems to have an idea that he thinks it's him and it's like it's funny he he was saying how like you can do the smear campaign all you want because at the end of the day which I, I kind of agree where it's like, you know, these big companies that are looking at Joe's podcast and looking like, you know, they're good to pick up. Look how much business they bring. They're looking at this as like some love and hip hop stuff where it's like, eh, like, like we don't care about like the little weird stuff you have going on within like your group, mm, mm-hmm. but we just want the money that you're going to be like bringing into us and what mm-hmm. we can do. Uh, so I thought that was like an interesting comparison. Um yeah i think the whole thing is messy it's like dog just make money like right right get your bag you know worry about you and yours Mm. i don't know i just (laughs) because that's the thing i'm not i feel like joe although he can probably be the one that is more frustrated because like i said it's the whole big guys versus small guys thing I feel like he's not the one bringing this on. It sounds like it's just... So I don't get it. You know, if you're happy with your partnership deal and you're happy being a part of a bigger company and doing it that way, why... why I don't don't get it. I don't don't understand. I hate that culture of, like, the bigger companies having to step on the smaller ones. Like, were you not smaller once? It's so frustrating. I mean, Charlemagne, it's not like it's a company going after No, but he's a part of iHeartMedia, and so now he, there is, you look at it as a partnership. And Joe threw a shot where it's like, that's cool. You have a partnership with them where it's 50-50, but like, you've been working with them for 10 years. They haven't, you know, put you on the executive board or something like that. Like, again, like aiming, Joe's trying to aim higher. Right, right, which I totally respect. Like, Screw I get the it. partnerships. Like, if I'm bringing in a lot of money with you, like, put me on the, the board to lot, make these decisions. A lot can happen in a business even in just a year. So, yeah, in a decade, I mean, that's I, a lot of work. That's a lot of growth. Well, and also, their radio show is the number, like, is right. nationally syndicated. Like, right. it's, it's, like, they've, the Breakfast Club <laughs> has done a lot for that radio station. So, it's right. like, dog, like, give me right. something. Even give me 51%. Like, why do we have to have 50-50? Give me a little more. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of our says being equal. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so see, personally, that's not my lane. That is not what I'm trying to go down. I'm more of the, the Joe Budden type. Oh, we know. <laughs> we know. But, um, but I mean, hey. 
the next thing I want to get on, I'm not sure how deep we're going to get into this, but I thought it was funny. So Kanye sat down with Nick Cannon, and uh, they had a two-part series. And oh, that must have been interesting. It was cool. <laughs> um, a hoot. And Kanye mentioned how he was trying to explain the uh-huh. white voice to Kim Kardashian. And man, that okay. I'm gonna play this, and okay. I'm not sure I'm gonna stop it, but I thought it was funny. <clears throat> what do you have something to say? No, I was just saying our clothes are dry, but we can't get up oh, right whatever. now. <laughs> was created for this country, and till this day can continue to be that. And now you even stepping into that world. Yes, and for us, yeah, yeah, and for us, and us is, you know, what is beautiful about the black existence in America, it is. It, it, it sharpens you just to be a black person in America. Like, I, 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 I remember spending uh, three hours explaining what the white voice was to my, to my wife. Because for her, it's just her voice. You know? yeah. It's just the voice. You just answer the phone the same way. Hello. <laughs> but I had to explain that in order to get a job, depending, if you want a job downtown, voice you had to act white mm. and you could lose your job if you acted yeah. black but the you thing is yourself you that's the thing you're not acting <laughs> you if you act black you're actually being yourself so your existence just to be able to pay mm. for your well-being Teach. you literally have to act like a white person Teach. it's so funny when i go to like a wedding and it'll be a black pastor and they'll say he speaks so well what do you mean what are you American? expecting like, right. I love how did you think he was going to talk uh-huh. <laughs> yeah it's like how are we supposed to speak perfect like yeah. I, I love incorrect english my mom is an english professor i heard her use the word ain't i said don't use ain't mama she said no you could use colloquialism correct english is using the english that's appropriate to who you talking to mm. This is from an English mm-hmm. professor. Come on, mm-hmm. So we are... People don't want to acknowledge that. I play, I play this dictionary game where we take a, a pocket dictionary and all the people in the room, we all get a pocket dictionary, we pick a page, and you highlight the words that you feel are positive. And you read all the definitions. Now, I want you to read the definition of help. You think that help is a positive word, right? Yeah. The fourth definition is to avoid. Because you think that help is a positive word. Wow. But look at how many times... Where, uh, look at this, even if you meet with a, uh, an exec in L.A., they'll not give you the deal, but they'll say, well, how can I help you? <laughs> help me, like, I'm going to give you somebody help, else's number. Yeah, help me understand. Mm. <laughs> or how many times something didn't That's get really fixed, but a bunch of people helped. Yeah. Right? Mm. The word is to ensure. Mm. And a lot of the words, uh, U-R-E, at the end, have... A, a, a confidence in it, in it uh, not, it's not a word I don't want to say confidence, they have an assurance in them. Yeah, yeah. They have a future, like... Oh, I see what you're saying. And, yeah. and, and people can get to that, like, you can get into the... It has affirmation in it. Uh, Negro, n- negligent, mm. you could do words that have the... Because uh, the Tower of Babylon has caused so much confusion. That's why I love... Because we were trying to get to God. Yes, and then he said, "Boom!" Now he's starting to lose me. Yeah, I'm gonna stop right here. The Tower of Babylon. What? But I thought I really like these this two part. If you have like what, like maybe two hours to just sit back and watch this, because yeah, Kanye. uh, Again, I never, I don't knock Kanye as being. He says some wild stuff without explaining it, and you know, I've been on here trying to explain my thoughts on how I feel like he was trying to make his point clear, Um, but. Yeah, I thought that was really 
really interesting to me. Um, I know you came in yesterday when uh, when I was watching this video because what he was just saying it just just triggered my me remembering this. Mm-hmm. What what is it like to be white in America? That's a loaded question. I say that because I'm sitting here watching videos of this guy. Uh, his YouTube channel is Black Black Experience Japan, something like that. Um, and you know, it's a black guy that's from Africa, I believe, mm-hmm. that moved to Japan with him and his his wife and kids. Um, and he like you know interviews different black people that have moved to Japan and what their experiences are and you know um, and he he's currently doing a series where he wants other black people to tell me where you're from and what your experience is being black. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, could no offense to you, don't, can you say the same thing? Like, can you detail what it's like to be to be a white girl in Connecticut? I mean, yes, but probably in a different way than you would. I'm kind of curious to know. Um, I mean, white in general, yes, because when you put the female on it, it kind of changes things. But um, it is the whole, it's basically the things you would assume. So it's the, it's the not worrying that I'm going to die if I get pulled over. Mm-hmm. It's the um, not being looked at a certain way if I go in an expensive store. Unless, like, I did have one experience when I was in. <laughs> I was young and I went in Louis Vuitton and I was like probably dressed in sweats and stuff. And I was also young. So like, I feel like there I was kind of like looked at a little more, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I feel like it's less worry about how people are going to perceive me because of how I look. So it's that, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, being female kind of changes some things obviously than if it was you know a white man uh because you know we're still seen as a little less but i mean being white kind of definitely helps with that it still creates that general comfort general like i'm accepted here i can it's it's the i can be myself Mostly. I mean, you know, we're all a little crazy, so you can't be like, you know, too cuckoo in public. But <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not having to so, wear a mask. <laughs> all I'm hearing is positive things. But that's like, not, it's so positive no, that it's boring. No, but that's exactly what I'm saying is I think it would be different than how you have to describe being black. It's which it's going to be. I hate to say it, but that's yeah, we're going to have different because it is a privilege people don't people still don't want to admit that but it is so i don't if we're just talking about my race i don't know how to how to make that seem like a um what's the word i'm looking for like a disadvantage yeah because there there is no like it's more the gender thing but one of the other guys i was watching on this on this YouTube, youtube channel he was like he loves being in japan because the the japanese people that he's around you know they may look at his physical body and be like you know touch his hair or his muscles and say they're big you know compared to like because i'm sure right yeah right yeah um but like they're not they don't look at him as like this is a black guy like i like 
mm-hmm. this to something behind it like right. it's just at the end of the day he's an american and i just mm-hmm. it triggered to me because mm-hmm. i'm like oh yeah i've said this before but right. i didn't really like dig deep into it yes and that's one thing i love about going like we've gone to mexico to, to jamaica right um and like that's one of the things i like yeah the feeling of going to another country yes you're seen as one country i'm an american i'm not seen as yo this is a black guy that's from america i'm just a straight up american that had i've looked at as a while like every single man woman and child that comes off that plane with me and i love it i I hate it at the end of the time we're there because now they just want my money but i I love it for the fact that i'm not looked at like i can walk around the you know the island or wherever we're at and be like not having to worry that someone's going to perceive me for doing something wrong for like walking late right. at night or something right and i mean obviously also in jamaica i mean that's totally different anyway well yeah so but like even mexico like no right. worry there because yeah it's just i'm just an american i'm here like i'm a right. tourist just like everyone else right <sighs> yeah that's true and isn't that wild that like you know america was always perceived as this melting pot which now is a problem um and how we see it as everybody is so specific like in your specific categories Mm -hmm. you know whether it's by culture heritage race all Mm -hmm. this stuff because you could also be just like you're the italians and you're polish and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. we make it so specific but then literally if we go anywhere else in the world we are seen as the same as the rest of our country just like we do with other we do the same with other countries yeah you know, we if so if there's a plane load of people coming from France, they're all French. They're all from France. That's yes. it. They're French. Ci- they're France citizens. You don't look it. at them as white. Like, they're like, yo, you're just a French guy. Get out. Right. Here. So I find that kind of wild because, yes, we're known as the country that maybe has more diversity than other countries, but we're still seen as you are this citizen like and it's but we don't see it that way and it kind of makes me question if other countries are the same uh they still have those issues uk has those issues like same thing like you know the race issues um dog i just saw a video like a month or two ago of this uh this cop pulling over a black guy and saying yeah i pulled you over because you're black like just playing out like that like like didn't care he was gonna get in trouble or whatever like yeah like it, they, so it's almost like everyone in your country like we're all in a bubble like each country is a bubble mm-hmm. and then when you go outside that bubble they just look at you as you're whatever your it's just whatever it's very interesting um and i, I you know to bring it back i want to talk about Kanye talking about his <clears throat> uh having to talk white and like bring out your white side and i, I find this to be so like wild because like yeah it sounds draining you know, I have, I, we've had this conversation, you mm-hmm. know it. I, it's funny because, yeah, my, even my little brother a few months ago was like, you know, how he's able to, like, multitask between the two. And it's like, yeah. And Wait, I'm like, which, the older or the little, little? I mean, not the little one. Yet. Oh, okay, because I was going to say, oh my gosh, if <laughs> if he's already thinking that way. One day. Oh. But, yeah. <laughs> and I, I told my brother, I'm like, yeah, like. Where where are the lucky ones? Because not every black person. I'll speak for just black people because I, I can't speak for any other race. Um, 
you know, not every black person is going to be able to understand that, like, yo, it sucks. Mm -hmm. But given whatever the situation is, you have to act different for people to accept you. Understand or be willing. Because I I get that to an extent. There's some people who they're like, I'm not going to be somebody else for someone's comfort level. And that's what I mean. And that's how I am. Which I get. But also it's scary when that then can have an effect on your actual life like life or death situations that's what makes it kind of escalated why would it be love for death explain that part (sighs) because if okay say it is a cop for example you're talking to and you're talking how you were raised and if in slang and however it is and yeah they're not as comfortable or understanding of that or they think maybe that's like oh is it gang language is it etc etc there's so many ways that could be perceived Mm -hmm. versus if you quote unquote talk white and you switch for whoever you're talking to it it's sad when that could actually that's a thing that's what stinks is it's not even so much a choice and that's uh, that okay now I, i follow you yeah and um and that's another reason why I feel like with people saying we need more police and then those mm-hmm. more police really just go to the lower income areas where these people aren't able to mm-hmm. I guess what what my brother called it and I guess what I'll call it is code switch. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I meant like with switching, yeah. Yeah, when you're not able to and you're just yeah. like there was um for example, way back when the Trayvon Martin thing was happening, his I believe it was his girlfriend. Um I think she was on the phone with him or something, I believe, at the time. Or maybe I'm getting it misconstrued. But, like, they had, you know, some girl that was related to Trayvon um, on the stand. And just the way she was talking with the slang, I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, ah, sis, you shouldn't. It's It sucks. You shouldn't be saying like this because they're going to treat you as if you're dumb. Mm-hmm. It's well, like, and that's it, the really sad part, yeah. too, is when people talk how they were raised or how they're comfortable, whatever it is it's often perceived automatically as you're poor or dumb. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because those are the communities. They, you know, it's again, it's it's grouping people and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we see that even because then, yes, by people's shock when yeah. you can, quote unquote, speak white, speak well, speak affluent, whatever, they are literally shocked that you are capable of that. And it's... It's very telling. And I feel like I've heard this throughout my like life. Like people not like expecting much. Cause I, if you guys know me, like on the podcast, you're like, man, shit, I was out here talking, all that stuff. But dog, if you met me in life, real life, I'm just chill. Like I don't mm-hmm. really say much. And people right off the bat assume that like I'm just quiet and like well, not soon, but like they, they see I'm quiet and then when I start talking and you know, depending on whatever topic we're getting into, they're like Oh wow, Shadow actually knows a lot. Like he's like this. He has thoughts. <laughs> like it happens. He has opinions. Oh my god. It happens often. I'm just like, oh. yeah, I know. It's it's exhausting. Um, I so know. like for example, it's funny you mentioned that. Like yeah, I don't I don't like being out in the world. Uh, depending on what the situation is, because it seems super exhausting that I have to like. Um. Mm-hmm. You have to be aware of how am I going to come off to this person, I, and yeah. you have to yeah you have to switch accordingly. Yeah. And that's it. And you don't know what setting you'll be in. So who knows? Like it's. Yeah. So that's why that's one of the good parts about the whole quarantine thing. There's there's less of like (laughs) 
dealing with craziness of, I th- I th- I of think, people. I think everybody appreciates the fact that they have to socialize less. But yeah. 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 But I just want to talk about that because I was like, that's crazy. Um, where are we at with time? 43. Oh, God. God. Uh, do we, how, how deep do we want to get into this for this uh, California fire situation that's happening? I mean, I don't have too, too much to... I don't really have much. Do you want to skip it or do you want to hop to the next one? Well, now that we mentioned it. I mean, you don't have to. I'll say a few words. Yeah, long. Okay, you go ahead. No, you can go. go Okay, long story short. Everyone knows what's happening in California with the gender reveal and how it, you know, made thousands of acres (laughs) of land go on fire. Um, Uh And how, you know, most of California is on fire as it is. Like, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Climate change is real. Hey, all that. So... Uh, I find it from my perspective, I just find it interesting because now TikTok culture has taken over that. Mm-hmm. And there's all these people who do, they're now posting like more wholesome and good and safe gender reveals. Whether it was like there were these two inflatable babies that were boxing and one fell and then you knew which the gender was the cakes, the you know, balloons, the little uh, confetti, whatever. Um, and people are like digging like in the comments there's all these digs of like oh at least it didn't set a state on fire oh hey the country's not on fire after the like it's become now like that's the running joke and wow I just the thing is I haven't I haven't um, followed it enough I don't even know what had happened what to the people who caused this did anything happen Uh, I'm not too sure on what happened because Oh my gosh! But the you the, you made it so people had to evacuate. You made it so people lost homes. I mean, that's well, thirty three people have died. Also. Oh, that is. Now my oh, question is because I don't have that much of an understanding of this. Has I'm not sure if you would know, but has I know there were already fires like mm-hmm. in parts of California. Right. So did this just like increase or in like some so. other part of it yeah i think so um and it, that's what i'm getting from it the interesting thing so the lady that made i guess gender reveals popular about like 10 years ago was yeah, like it wasn't a thing before stop that. doing them like it's just getting it's getting out of hand is what this lady was saying and i'm like Interest- oh. oh okay so she's like a party planner or something uh i'm not sure what she is but she i guess she made it popular um her name is jenna carvandis yeah. no right though because this totally wasn't a thing before then like the generation before us like our parents are so like confused by it she because, posts on social media right and you have a they're like what do you daughter. mean gender reveal you find out at the ultrasound or you wait or you you share that with yourselves they're like what do you mean it's a party it's i just find it interesting because i think again that feeds into the consumerism because mm. for example gender reveals for babies and engagement parties for weddings were not big things mm. before us before our generation you know because even with weddings you had a bridal shower and you had your bachelor bachelorette and then you had the wedding yep. engagement things now right when you're engaged you have another party like it's it's very yeah it feeds into all of that Mm -hmm. and just here's more money you know here's more more things to do more things to buy uh you know you're left out if you don't do it that kind of stuff like yeah hi yeah yeah and i think i don't know gender reveals i think are cute um 
I go back and forth if I would do one. At least one without fireworks. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. Um, because I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind when I'm pregnant. Maybe I'll be like, no, I need to have one. Like, I don't know. Mm, hormones. Uh, but <laughs> the, but I don't know. <laughs> the thing is with these, now it's spreading into like Oregon. <laughs> and like the people in Oregon have to like evacuate. It's like, it's Jeez. getting really, it's getting really bad. Um, and there's That's a map. I wish I would have saved it. But there's yeah, a map. Yeah, where it had all the fires. I don't know because it had the whole state like, yeah. not the whole state it had the whole United States on it um, oh. and it was like this is like it showed like literally California Oregon like all the states over there were like all marked as red and they're like you know it had us in like you know middle of the, right. the country all marked as like green and it's like this is it's slowly going to spread like throughout <gasps> the true like, oh my gosh you know i never thought of that that yeah the, it could just spread if you can't contain but not it. even the fire thing it's just we need to change how we're like handling things like uh-huh. california i guess is just known for catching on uh, I, catching yes. on fire a lot right. so it's like right let's change up They're what we're doing dry. here that's that's the problem it's a very dry place so it's more prone to that yeah um oh my gosh the pictures i've seen of like the red sky people saying how like the air quality is like 300 something when i guess normal is 50 i mean that's wild people saying how you're inside the house all windows doors shut and you still are having so much trouble breathing because it's still right it's still gonna like seep through i just think to myself i'm like with my asthma i'd be actually genuinely terrified i feel like i'd be at risk Mm-hmm. for complications like i uh, and i even saw a picture of a ups truck and like the sky is bright red and i'm over here two things one i would definitely call it a work i'd be like screw you i am not going out in this so as the ups driver and then two even if i get a package i don't want to open the door to get it i don't want to waft this in even more like, no, I'll just leave it out there for, like, weeks. I don't even care at that point. This is a life or death situation. I don't know. I'm, oh, my gosh. Makes you count your blessings, because I'd be terrified if I was living there right now. Yeah. Um, I did have a topic touching on Netflix and them, like, uh, the CEO essentially looking to uh what do you call it have people return once they all get vaccinated i'm going to hold that off for next week we can get into it just for the sake of time ah okay stay tuned so stay tuned for that juiciness we'll talk about that because that's that's uh that's gonna be an interesting thing what the heck dog i literally just ah hold on the the relationship topic i had to let everyone know you gotta just screenshot them like dog uh can you google uh yeah can you google something for me what i guess we're doing this live on here um google how to how to get a reddit Reddit. post back or something like that i forgot what the link is i gotta start saving this there's like some type of like thing you put in which like reddit edit or something like that (laughs) you got it Mm-hmm. No, can I see your phone? Okay. Uh, Stay tuned. I'm like, I feel like now we might as well pull up that article. <laughs> no, you definitely need to screenshot every time. 
See my issue with it's, screenshots? I don't want to deal with all that. Okay, you can just delete it afterwards. It's not a big deal. That's all. But even if we kind of run over it before, so even if you can't find it, you could give the general gist of what it was. Huh. Let me oh. try this real quick. I'm not sure. I've oh. never tried this before. Don't quote me on it. That's what the other thing said. Yeah, but I've, uh, you know what? <laughs> uh, is it going to work? That's, that is the question. Uh, nope. Ah. You can give the general fine. Test, like Fine. God damn, dog. It was smooth. It was flying. We're good. We're it good. It was flying Just along and then the no. Chest. It was no. We were oh, we were flying high. We were flying. We were like the Wright brothers. And now we're the dead brothers. All we're right. Crash. You know what? That was terrible. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. Um. All right. So because I don't have this topic in front of me because Reddit wants to just delete it all of a sudden, literally, you know, within hours of me finding it. Um. This was so. To give you some backstory here, this this guy uh, was dating his girlfriend at the time. Um. He knew he she. He knew, she knew, he had a dog. This dog was, you know, his his homie, his friend, his pal. You know, we all have these animals that we love and care for. Yeah, she's behind <laughs> us. Um, And, you know, they get married, and now they're in their one-year marriage, and here this girl goes saying, you know, as they're looking for, like, their place to live in together, um, she's like, you know, it's either me or the dog. Wait, so they've been married a year and they don't live together? Yeah, I mean, it's their first year of marriage. So. Oh, that, that's still... All right. Yeah, they don't live together. Everyone's different, guys. So much judgment. Usually <laughs> marriage is the point when you would live together, though. Okay, you don't know what their life was like. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, now she's giving an ultimatum saying that, like, the dog has to go or I'm going to go. And it's it's wild. Like, this girl lady is so, like, <sighs> for lack of better words, crazy, that she, I guess, had a breakdown uh you know crying that like she doesn't want a dog here all over the house do we know what type of dog this is i don't know well don't know now i mean that's, <laughs> a, that's a question you should ask me a while back okay but it's a dog that sheds all right well there's a lot of those but again if you are see okay so before i met you right and all that stuff and i was looking at you know, on dating sites and all that stuff right you would see girls that have like pictures of their dogs or maybe right. they like birds or whatever the case is right. snakes whatever it is right because usually that's a big part of their life exactly yeah so if i see you with a picture of your dog and i'm not a dog person like this girl is not exactly why am i going to be in a relationship with you thinking that you're going to automatically drop your your animal for me she's like whoa whoa you're talking about dogs let me come <laughs> she's here she's like hold on Hold on, you're not getting rid of me, are you? Like, why? That makes no sense to me. Doesn't she look so pretty, guys? She just got groomed yesterday. That makes no sense to me. (laughs) Yeah, no, so here's the thing. Yes, what you just said. And also, then if you are dating, you know this person has the dog. Mm -hmm. They had it before you were with them. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not fair to ask them to give them up because, first of all, you've known for years. Why Why get married to someone if it's going to be that much of a deal breaker? Mm-hmm. Um, and dogs live a long time. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, decent amount of time. So obviously, yeah, the dog's still going to be here. Like, say, say they're a younger dog and you guys have been together a few years. They're still going to be around. Yep. You know, and I'm like, me, I'm such a dog person. My dog is my baby. I know we had gotten the dog together, so it's a little different, but I could not fathom giving her up. Like, if she was just my dog before we started dating, I know I'm I'm like borderline going to choose the dog because mm-hmm. no. So here's the thing. Also, dogs do have emotions. Animals have emotions and feelings, despite what people want to like comfort themselves and thinking that is so unfair to the dog if this if that person has been this dog's life now they just got to be like peace you're going to a shelter no mm-hmm. oh no oh no and not for a good reason at all there's the th- that's the thing there's not many good reasons to give a dog up or to give an animal up mm-hmm. there's very few and even those few, usually people are heartbroken and they don't want to do it. So the fact that it's like you're forcing somebody, this is like, she's my baby. She's my, like, my best friend. Like, no. Yeah, that's wild to me. I like, could not. It, this is like, this. it's a deal breaker that, that you so talk mean. about before you get married where it's like, I can't do like, you know, I'm not a dog person. And then at the time we were dating, right. I'm like, well, I am a dog person and I was hoping to get more dogs down the road, but Same. I don't want to do this with you. Me. So that's why it's like, <laughs> like, listen, if you don't think we're not going to have a dog at basically all times of our life together, you're mistaken. <laughs> Missy's over here like licking like, yeah. yeah <laughs> She's like, don't get rid of me. Look at me. I'm adorable. Oh, my gosh. I saw speaking of this. I saw this comic online yesterday and I wanted to ball my eyes out because it essentially was it started and this guy is tying the dog to like a stop sign or a pole or whatever mm-hmm. and the dog is all like oh you want to play fetch and like all adorably happy and then the person r- drives away and the dog is all confused and is like no they're gonna come back and so like death comes like the you know like the grim reaper um comes and is all like they're not going to come back. And he's like, no, like they're going to come back. And so he gives him like extra time. And then finally the Grim Reaper's like, you have to come with me. And the dog's all sad. Like, why would they do that? All this. And so then the Grim Reaper becomes the positive part of the story. And he's all like, I have someone that I think will make up for this. And there's this little boy in a hospital bed and he's now dying. And, the Grim Reaper takes him and now the dog is dressed as the Grim Reaper and he he meets the boy after he dies and then they become like best friends and it's like the relationship that he deserved. Interesting. And it, I wanted to ball my eyes out when I read that because I was infuriated. I'm like, how do you do... People really do that. People, people even leave animals they'll leave them in boxes like near the highway to get run over like people are disgusting Mm, that makes uh, disgusting so i'm like (laughs) listen listen i'm that person that like if i'm watching a movie and a person dies and a dog dies i'm gonna be more upset about the dog dying (laughs) but (laughs) every single time but anyways my point being dogs and animals in general it's a commitment for their life 
Okay, that's through whatever. Like, there's a lot of advocates around when it's like, say, Easter for bunnies and Christmas for dogs and things like that when when there's an influx of people getting those as gifts. Mm -hmm. And they say, remember, this is lifetime. This is through if you move, if you have a baby, if you get married, like all the different stuff, be prepared to have that until they die because it's not fair to them. Literally, you know, it's the saying that um, you know, for us, our do- the dog is part of our world, mm. but to the dog, we are their world. Like literally, she lives here. Like we're her best pals, and she relies on us to eat, to play, to walk, to all of that stuff. You can't just take that away from someone who's been conditioned to be like, this is my person, this is my best friend, this is who I can trust. She's over here like, yeah. It's not, it really hurts me. Uh, chill, chill, you're trying to lick my hand, like, we're not doing that right now. It, it just, it, for the it really hurts me when people don't prioritize animals like they should. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just, that, oh, I do not agree with her. Fine, bye, get divorced, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like really about that right now. I couldn't. And even you, like you're less of a dog person. You're less of an animal person than me. But even you get it. You like you get it with Missy. Yeah. You would not just give Missy up like that. If she was just your dog, like before me. That makes no sense. Like Like, (laughs) that's a deal breaker. Like, no, that's terrible. Like, cause yeah, you got to think like dogs been there all your life. And it's like, it takes someone that's not real, really not. I wouldn't like to say human, but I don't know. Less has less empathy towards dogs yeah. or animals. Yeah. Where it's just like, I don't care what happens to the dog. Like it's just, That's awful. and it's like dog. You have to think about it. It's mm-hmm. like imagine you being this little thing that mm-hmm. can't feed itself. Like mm-hmm. can't like They're relies on someone else. They're not conditioned to being outside. They can't survive out there on their own. Like it's no. Yeah. They're domesticated. Yeah. <laughs> like. I don't know. Just makes me sad. I just want to give her snuggles. Well, that's great because we're ending. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's my. That's where I stand on that. Oh no! Don't bop your head. All right. <laughs> uh, well, we're gonna wrap this bad boy up. <laughs> She's like, I'll be here next week. Don't you worry. Oh man, <laughs> um, I already said the front of everything in the beginning of this, so I'll keep it brief, guys. Brief. Please check out our shirts, uh, our mugs, pillowcases, all that stuff. Face masks. Face masks. It's on our Etsy shop. Um, Good Feeling Apparel. Link is in the description. If you want to send us a voice message or a message that is, uh, you know, a paragraph or a text or a sentence, whatever you you want to send us, you can send send it to the email, pageinthesimpsons at gmail.com. Yeah. I really don't have much else, but... uh, Cool. Yeah, don't don't uh don't give ultimatums about animals. Mm-mm. There's a lot of people that are passionate about animals, so just don't do it. Yeah, um, I mean at the very least, just give it to a friend. That's just like I don't want this dog anymore. Like, can you at least take it? Like someone that right? Like, don't has abandon an it. Yeah, like no. Um, but uh, I guess we're gonna wrap this bad boy up. I'm gonna enjoy the remainder time that we have on this lovely weekend, and uh, yeah. Hopefully everyone's staying sane, not going crazy, all that good stuff. Once again, I'm Shadell, co-host of Page and the Simpsons. I'm joined by my lovely wife and dog. Lauren and Missy. 
<laughs> She's like, what? She's like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Peace out. That was a Titan Cast episode.